Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. According to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Because as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. You received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Do you feel like you're constantly struggling with the desires of your flesh? Are you tired of feeling unfulfilled and empty? In today's message, Pastor David talks about how we are called to live according to the Spirit. Living according to the Spirit means putting to death the desires of our flesh and embracing a life of love, joy and peace. Stick around after today's message from Pastor David. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor David in the book of Romans chapter 8 as he continues his message, Walking in the Spirit. John chapter 1 verses 12 and 13 explains that as many as received Jesus, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but born of God. Now, as we've looked at in other parts of Romans that we've been going through, none of us is clean, is the point. We all have a, a broken nature, a corrupt nature, where we desire wicked things if we're just left to our own devices. And so that needs to be restored. And Jesus wants you to receive the new nature, the new life that he has purchased for you. He wants you to receive the pardon that he bought at the cross. But if you don't, then he says the condemnation remains on you. You're still a slave to your appetites, still ruled by selfishness. And so while you're there, the condemnation remains. But the goal, his desire, is that you would come to him, let the light expose what needs to be corrected, and, and receive his life and his transformation and his forgiveness. Be born again, born new, born spiritually. And this is very different from just going to church. You can go to church and not be born of the Spirit. This is about relationship with Jesus. Receiving his transformation. And he says your mindset is a good indicator of where you're at with that. So this is a good place for us to take stock for a second. Let him speak to you. What is your mindset on? What's at the center of your thoughts? What's your heart go after? If you realize that your mind has been set on the things of the flesh, he talks about, you know, sexual immorality, greed, 
the, the things that if, if your heart has been set on selfishness and not set on the spirit, it's not been set on knowing God, then he says, you need to turn to him. The point, again, the point is not shame. The point is not to speak worthlessness. The point is to call you to receive life. He wants you to be transformed so much that he died for it to be possible. He suffered the weight of your sin for it to be accessible to you. And so I'm not going to take a lot longer for that right now, but I want to tell you that if you're realizing that today, you can right now in your chair, there's no special thing you got to do. Don't have to put oil on your head or anything. Like you can just ask him to change you and he'll change you. You can ask him for that life and he'll give it to you. If you have questions, you can come and talk with us afterwards. You can email us. But he wants you to receive the life. Now, I want to be clear here, too. He's not calling us to endless self-analysis. The point of everything that he's telling us here, right, back in Romans 8, is that there is now no condemnation for the one who is in Christ. Once you have turned to him and asked him to transform you, he says, condemnation is paid. The, The guilty verdict is no longer on you. And he needs to remind us because we forget, we struggle with it. Because even after you have set your mind on Jesus and said, I want to grow in relationship with you. I want to know you. I believe in your name. I believe you are who you say you are. We still screw up. Right? And he, some people take this passage and, and interpret it as this, this victory through Jesus means that we're no longer, that we no longer fail, that there's a capacity right now for us to no longer fail. But I think on top of the fact that the text doesn't say that, it's also very clear that none of us actually do it, right? Nobody actually lives a flawless life. We can grow, and we're going to look more at what it means to grow in the fruits of the Spirit, but we all screw up. We're going, you are going to make a mistake. You're going to fail. And he knows that. He tells us in 1 John 1.8, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, when you screw up, you take it to him. He's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we've not sinned, we make him a liar. And his word is not in us. But little children, I write these things to you so that you may not sin. But if you do sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is the payment, the propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but also for the whole world, for all who look to him. We're going to look more at that. Again, we're going to look more in a little bit at this idea of knowing that he's our payment does call us out of sin. But I want to just make sure we don't miss this, that what he's saying, that you're going to stumble and you don't need to be on eggshells with him. Your father wants you to know you don't have to freak out about making mistakes that he's still your father. There's no more condemnation. There's no more guilty verdict. When you stumble even into big failures, he says, if you've looked to him, your identity is in him. The failure does not define you anymore. My mom is, uh, teaches the women's study and has talked often about not long after she met Jesus and was transformed, delivered from the demons that lived in her, she stumbled into some like huge sexual sin that had really big implications for the church that she was a part of. And it's like it's not like I said a bad word. It's like had a these were like big issues, but it's, it's no longer guilty. It's not or no longer 
cut off from God. It didn't, that didn't change her status as God's child. It has consequences, but we're still in the family. We've been made new. And he explains this in verse 10. He says, if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit that dwells in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Because as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. You received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Here, there's, this is going to be the first of a few places where we're, I'm going to begin by telling you what he's not saying. There's, there gets to be a lot of confusion, particularly in this passage, about some of these ideas of like the body, the flesh. When he talks about the body, he's not talking about just your natural body. There's more going on here. He's speaking of the old nature, the corrupt slavery to your appetites. So, and it's important to understand this because it has been misunderstood often. It's been misapplied as though God is saying our bodies are bad or nature is bad. That food or sex or laughter, that these things are bad. But that's the opposite of what he's actually getting at. He's saying he's going to give it life. Jesus didn't come to destroy creation. He came to restore creation, to set it free. He explains in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, um, Paul was writing to, to Timothy, giving warnings about how to, how to, what to guard against in the church. And he said there would be false teachers, that there are deceptive spirits at work through false teachers that forbid marriage and command to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. joining us today for Main Thing Radio. There's so much to learn and appreciate from the book of Romans. Paul wrote this letter to the church in Rome, even though he'd never met those people. This is how it can be with ministry over the radio too. People are touched by God's word, even if you haven't met in person. For those who do live nearby Miami, we invite you to join us at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 p.m. for worship and Bible study. We offer Spanish translation for the 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. services. If you're not able to join us in person, join us online for each service. We'll be live streaming on our church website. You'll find out more and be able to connect at MainThingRadio.com. Just click on About to find a link to our church homepage. If these messages have been an encouragement to your heart, would you let us know? Give us a call at 305-531-2730. When you call, also let us know how we can be lifting you up in prayer. That number again is 305-531-2730. 
Thanks so much for listening to God's Word today. We trust it has blessed your soul and renewed you in a special way. That's it for today, but please come back next time right here on Main Thing Radio.